0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Conrad Igusa with me. Conrad is the founder and CEO of Publicize, which is a startup aiming to change the way companies approach PR. He has been featured in publications including the Financial Times, Bloomberg, and TechCrunch. Conrad is a guest writer for VentureBeat, and he is currently a mentor at the Founder Institute, among others. He's the co-founder of Espacio, which is an incubator located in Medellin. Conrad is also the co-owner of Columbia Reports, which is the largest English news publication in South America. Earlier, Conrad had founded an angel investor-backed startup in Silicon Valley. Conrad has consulted for Y Combinator startups, global brands such as uh, Intercontinental Hotels Group, and leading internet businesses. Very excited to have Conrad on Success Harbor today. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me, George. Thank you for being here. Um, let's talk about uh, getting the idea for Publicize. Uh, how did you come up with the idea?
1: Well, I, when I was writing for, for Venture Beat, I, I saw that there was uh, clearly this issue with PR. And, and the reason why is traditionally when startups in New York and Silicon Valley wanted to get featured on the Wall Street Journal or in TechCrunch, uh, they had to pay, in general, about ten thousand dollars a month with a six-month retainer for traditional PR firms, and and most startups I knew didn't have an extra sixty thousand dollars to spend. And the idea I had was, could I um, could I provide a, a similar service to ten thousand dollars a month, but make it as efficient and pos- as possible and charge closer to about three hundred ninety-nine dollars a month, and uh, and make a month to month, so really really essentially reduce the risk as much as possible to startups, which I think is so important.
0: So. How is publicized, the process itself, different from hiring a PR firm?
1: I would say the, the process is in some ways similar. We're just so much more effective. So um, if you if you kind of take a $10,000 a month PR firm and just say, okay, well, let's just focus on the very most important parts and let's just make it as efficient as possible. And then obviously what, what, what would tend to happen is, uh, for example, a PR firm, they might say, okay, we charge $10,000 a month and we take uh, $5,000 in profit off of that. And imagine just making it as efficient as possible and just taking that profit and as opposed to taking it yourself, just, just essentially passing it off to clients so you can reduce the cost as much as possible. Um, so that's essentially what we've done.
0: So how did you get your first customers? Uh, I mean, you were in, you were in PR before, right?
1: Uh, I, I actually wasn't. And I think that helped because most people, when they look at this, they say, um, well, it, like how, if, I think if I came from a traditional PR background, so I came from a marketing background, but I hadn't worked for a PR firm. I think if I come from it, from that angle and said, um, um, okay, well, uh, here's a $10,000 a month service, and maybe I should make it like, you know, a $7,000, $8,000 a month to be better than competitors. But I came at it from a different, completely different angle from the ground up and said like, how, how can I create a service that's 100 times better than anything else in the market?
0: So it's interesting uh, because you would expect somebody that maybe runs a PR firm to to come up with an idea, uh, and and you mentioned that you look at it completely differently. So, what are some of the things that that you you think you are looking at differently than somebody that is really inside PR?
1: Um, well, I think it's probably a case of uh, well, the reason why I look at both as a startup is we're really trying to disrupt this very large industry, and. I, I was fortunate having um, spent a lot of time in Silicon Valley, where I think the attitude is you don't want to be incrementally, you don't want to be incrementally better than any other company. You have to be in degrees better, so ten, a hundred times better. So when I was looking at, at the existing PR market, I, I basically said, you know, I don't want to start a PR firm, a PR company, unless I can make it a hundred times better than anything else. So can I actually do that? And um, and a lot of things have have had to come into play, and we've we've grown a lot and, and gotten a lot more effective. But um, I I just I, I think uh, sorry I'm, I'm I hope I'm answering your question. I think most people who are involved with PR like they're first and foremost consultants. Um, I'm, I don't consider myself a consultant. I consider myself as an entrepreneur. Um, so I think because of that, we're able to make kind of these degree I think leaps. Uh, uh, to improve this industry as opposed to just making it slightly better
0: when I was looking at your website and you were describing the the services um, and I'm talking about the the 399 uh, mm-hmm. um, model it was very process driven mm-hmm. you know and and it's it's almost like it seems to me that you're breaking down PR into its smallest components can can you talk about how how, how what your approach there yeah
1: so in general. What we'd recommend with, with announcements, let's say someone's about to launch a, a new product, a new mobile app. Um, in general, what we do is we aim, uh, first, we have to create all this PR material. So for publicized, the first week, we create the, uh, the press release any PR material. The second week, the client reviews. And the third and fourth week, we aim to get an exclusive on a leading publication. So we recently had someone on, like, on the Wall Street Journal or Business Insider, one of these large sites, um, and right after we focus on furthering coverage and focusing on kind of industry niches, um, but um I found that it was really important just to say like i like we we say uh, it 's funny when, when we have clients come in because I, I think most people would look at clients and be like uh, um, you know they, they try to take everyone and anyone. We actually try to filter as much as possible to say like this is exactly what we we offer um, if you don 't want like the exact breakdown that we say we're going to do like we'd rather you not be with us because you're probably not going to be a happy client and we'd much rather we'd rather just not have a client as opposed to an unhappy one
0: um, so customization yeah. customization is really not something that is going to work with with your business and you don't think it really works for your cl- for the people that you're targeting um, right
1: well it's it's hard to to say I feel like the process that we have is the most effective process for PR. So that's why it's hard to say about customization because even if you had more money I still wouldn't recommend something else. Does that make sense?
0: There's, yeah, so yeah. so spending more is is it is it wasteful or is it burning money yeah. or so, so are, Okay. Yeah,
1: well so I wouldn't say it's burning money but like that money goes somewhere. So as an example, let's say um you have a PR campaign and you want to speak to uh your PR uh associate or whoever you're speaking with, you know, an hour every day on the phone. So like that hour every day, like that that costs money that like you're paying for as a client, like for a traditional PR firm. Um and that has no result no correlation or result to like you your company actually getting coverage if that makes sense. That's just kind of customer support. So I think the thought process with, with the, the three ninety nine service is a we try to reduce those costs as much as possible, not so we can take those that money, but rather so we can pass those savings on to clients. Because most startups that we know um, you know they can't afford a two thousand or a five thousand dollar month service.
0: So let's I wonder if you can help us have help walk us through the whole process. So let's let's say we're a startup company and we create a SaaS for uh, for manufacturers, any kind of manufacturer in the, in the U.S., uh, you know, we can use our imagination. You, you mentioned that the first step is kind of a press release. Um, how, how, do we, how do we come up with a press release that kind of grabs people's attention?
1: Yeah, I think there are two things. Uh, with, with companies, it's important to remember that um, there are two components to a story that essentially have equal weight. So there's the founding and executive team and their backgrounds, and there's also the company itself. So, um, in terms of the the founding and executive team, it's important that you have two points of social proof. So, as an example, a lot of entrepreneurs make this mistake. They'll email someone at at TechCrunch or the New York Times and they'll say something like, you know, my name is uh, Conrad, I'm a bootstrapped entrepreneur. And the problem is, if you're at the New York Times, you're like, a bootstrapped entrepreneur, there there are 20 million other bootstrapped entrepreneurs in the U.S. Like, that's not unique. As opposed to if you emailed the New York Times and said, you know, my name is uh, Conrad, I'm a Stanford MBA, who um, um, who uh, is a former developer at Facebook, as an example. Like, that kind of stands out as something that's, that's very impressive, uh, that that's social proof. So it's important that any founding team kind of have uh, something about them that stands out. It doesn't have to be a university or prior, uh, uh, a prior company. It could be something like, we helped a client um, get featured on leading sites who was over 60 years old. And that actually made a really interesting story, because there are not that many... Sequ- you know 65 year old founders. So so just going back, there should be one or two points of social proof things that kind of make you interesting. And in terms of the company itself, what I always tell founders is that um uh, do you know when I mean you speak to, to so many entrepreneurs um uh a lot of entrepreneurs the mistake they make with with PR is they talk to the comp- they talk to a journalist about where the company is right now. And uh, that's not particularly interesting because I could go to a client, a company's website, and figure out what they're doing right now. Well, what is interesting is, do you know when you're about to go to bed, or you're in the gym, and you're um, you're daydreaming about your company, right? And you're thinking mm-hmm. like, wow, in like three or four years, like we're gonna have like a hundred people, we're just gonna be taking over the world, we're gonna be everywhere, right? Like the New York Times, et cetera. So like that, and you you daydream about it. Remember, almost all entrepreneurs I know do. So like that that daydream that you have, that's what you should focus on, where you want to take the company on. That's the story that you should express to um, to journalists because that's what makes it interesting. And, and two good examples of this are two companies that you would never expect to get a lot of press are a co-working space and, uh, and a PR firm, right? So, like, uh, I, I founded a, um, a co-working space with my partner, Eddie, um, called Espacio in and Medellin. Uh, and when we launched, we got on, on TechCrunch, we got on DVC, a lot of these large sites. Um... And co-working spaces aren't interesting, right? Like those launch every single week, who cares about them, you know? But when we, when we emailed the journalists, we didn't say, Hey, we just launched this co-working space. It fits, you know, 35 people. This is how big it is. What we said is we're launched. We tied into a bigger story, which is, Hey, we want to turn this city into the Silicon Valley of Latin America. And that big story, that's, that's what caught people's attention. So, so it's
0: kind of like a big mission, right? I mean, it, it, you need to find, communicate a big mission somehow, not worry so much about where you are now, but where you're heading, what, what's the dream.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's completely right. Okay.
0: So that was, that was one. Do you have any other examples of, uh, I don't know if you can talk about any clients or anything that you have seen, maybe if you can talk about specific clients. Where you were able to kind of uh, communicate big mission uh, or some something that uh, you know aspirations or, or whatever it is that's going to help us stand out.
1: Yeah, um, I'd say we, it's 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 um, I, I we really do that for all clients. Um yeah. One I guess that comes to mind is that um, uh, there was a white startup called Ylos. Um It was essentially kind of a selfie app that that but. But what we used for that one is basically the fact that this was such a um, uh, this this individual had such a prominent background and uh, and he was really trying to basically integrate technology into this important industry. Um, So, like most of the startups, like if you actually look at the specific product that's being launched, like the very first version, like they really they really aren't that particularly impressive, um, like the current feature set. But what what makes it interesting again is you have this team that has something interesting about them, and it just ties into this bigger mission. Um, I mean, who know? I mean, you remember when, when Twitter and these companies first came out, who would have known that they would kind of become these large kind of ever-present companies?
0: Yeah, so, so in terms of the content of the press release, um, wh- what, do you, what do you think grabs attention today with, with so many of them out there? And how can we come up with some other ideas uh, to, you know, to create interest? Because, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of companies, even tech companies, a lot of them don't think that, you know, they're, they're, they're really newsworthy, so to speak. So how can we help them to, 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 to generate uh, some newsworthy ideas or, or maybe even think about their own companies differently?
1: Yeah, I think um, it, for the founders who say, like, well, there's just nothing interesting about my company, I'm just – there's nothing – Um, I would just advise him that 50% of the story, again, has to do with the founding and the executive team, and what are kind of one to two things that would interest them. So I remember um, uh, when I was writing for VentureBeat, my editor said something like, uh, hey, uh, Bill Gates, a former assistant, is about to uh, launch this venture. And I I said, like, what's the venture? Uh, He said, I want you to cover it. I said, what's the venture? He's like, I don't even really know, but, like, this is Bill Gates' (laughs) assistant, you know, like, you've got to cover the story. And that's what made it interesting about the person. So, um, you know, there's a company, for example, called safelyfiled.com. Like, if you visit that site, we got them on the next web and VentureBeat. Um, It's not, I mean, it it doesn't look like a very appealing product. It's not that particularly interesting of a company. But what was interesting was that it was, you know, the founding team. um, There was something really interesting about them. And I think everyone has something, one or two points about them that are very unique. And I think Even if you don't believe that, anyone can kind of reach those one or find those one to two things that are really interesting about them.
0: Okay, so the other step that you mentioned after the press release is client reviews. Can you talk about that?
1: Uh, Well, so what we do is to minimize time as much as possible. Essentially, we'll create all the material to begin with, and they'll do a review. So so a client should always have final say over like, hey – you know, you said these quotes in the article, but I feel more comfortable you saying this as an example. So they'll always have kind of final say in that. That's that's just what it is.
0: Okay, and uh, and then you mentioned uh, you know industry niches. Is it something that that you you help uh, those startups or companies that you're working with to to identify those niches, or just to communicate whatever niche uh, the company's in?
1: Yeah, well, I think a lot of it. Most of the time, it's kind of self-explanatory. So. I, I think a mistake a lot of companies make is that – let's say you're a, um, a health mobile app that, that's launching um, for the fitness industry. Well, like that that clearly inter- intersects with technology, so you should want that on the leading tech sites like TechCrunch and all of these. But, like, that's it's not only a tech app. Um, it also intersects with, with the health industry, and there are a lot of publications in that area. So that, that's what I would consider, like, another niche or another vertical um, would be emailing health publications and saying, hey, here's something interesting that um, – yeah you that know, that's just launched that you'd be that you know you should
0: you should consider and and i think that it, it, it kind of in terms of PR, you kind of have like two major messages. There are companies that really believe in PR and there are other companies say, I couldn't care about PR. You know, and I, I, I don't really, I don't want to take sides. You know, it doesn't really matter. But what matters to me is, is what should a company realistically expect out of PR, in your opinion?
1: So I think in the short term, PR is less effective than other marketing channels. I think in the long term, it vastly outseeds it. So um, uh, there, there's so many additional benefits. First, I think PR compounds over time, like other, for example, paid advertising wouldn't. Um, I, I think for things like SEO, I, I actually most of a site's traffic, I, you know, across the board is driven by search. And if you get linked to by these, you know, PageRank eight, PageRank seven sites, it, it kind of is a boost to your company across the board. Um, uh, I, I think there's kind of like a, a wooden stick argument with PR where people say like, wow, if PR is not going to drive 100% new traffic this month, like it's not worth it. And people kind of, inter- I feel like people interchange the word PR and marketing, which which is incorrect. Like PR is a form of marketing, just like whether it's SEO or social media, like all, you know, uh, like paid advertising, et cetera, content marketing. Um, and it's just one of those divisions that I think people can look to to get Find like a cost-effective way to growth. I I don't think it's the like end and be all. I think of a company was like my entire marketing strategy is PR. I would tell them I, I don't think that's a good strategy because I just think it's one of many. Um, but you know i that's it's not my risk. I mean, uh, people are gonna think what they're gonna think. I suppose.
0: So, what uh, what what is your take on offering exclusives as as we approach? Um, uh, you know. Uh, Different websites or 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 journalists about our story is is that something that you recommend or what is your take uh, on
1: absolutely. it? absolutely and uh, what an exclusive is is let's say you're about to launch an app and um, you email you know Huffington Post to Business Week and all these sites and say I'm going to launch on Wednesday do you want to cover the app so the thing is if if you you're on the journalist receiving end and you get this press release you know that hey George just sent me this press release. He probably sent it to 100 other people, right? Because you're trying to get as much coverage as you can. And so it, it doesn't make it that appealing to want to write about the story. Um, and a, a way to really break through that is to offer an exclusive, which basically means that they, the journalist you contact has first right to publish the story. And that means they essentially break the story, which is really appealing from a, a reporter's perspective. Um, and I think um, the uh, it, it can really help you break through because – and, and for most companies, if they're not if they're announcing anything below a Series A funding, which in general let's say is 1.5 to 2 million in funding, that's a big announcement. Uh, if they're not announcing that or something greater, um, the, I would recommend an exclusive. And, and again, the reason why is um, uh, it's it's you know if you're a tech point journalist and you're getting you know 300 emails every day, um, that's you know it's a, it that's a way you can kind of break through the noise.
0: And is the exclusive? Does it have some kind of a timeline on it or, or a deadline on it? Uh, so it's it, it's exclusive for a certain amount of time or or how does that work?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say in general, if um, you should keep a journalist updated. Like if they if they wait 24 hours to if if they say, hey, I have the exclusive for 11 a.m. on Wednesday, and then it's 12 p.m. the next day, and you know, you write them and say, hey, I really want to give you the exclusive, but you know, these other journalists have are already about to publish the story. I, a journalist will understand, hey, I had the exclusive for a day, and, um, and you know, they they just were too late to publish the article. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: So uh, let's let's talk about uh, becoming thought leaders mm-hmm. because uh, that's that's also I think for a lot of lot of it's kind of a dream for I think a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what can we do to to become uh, thought leaders uh, and how does PR help us accomplish that goal?
1: I think there are a lot of ways I think uh, PR is one of them and it, c- it can help accelerate uh, the rate to becoming a thought leader um, I-, I think the other route is being a p- prolific writer or speaker on a very specific s- specific uh, topic so uh, people like Fred Wilson, who's a very renowned venture capitalist in new york he 's been blogging for years and he 's obviously a thought leader on kind of venture capital in New York city. Um, so, but I think that in combination with PR would, would be kind of the best route to go
0: to. Okay. So let's talk about, uh, publicize. Um, how did you, how how did you get your first customers?
1: Let me see. So with publicize, I, I was lucky because I'd spent a fair amount of time in New York and, uh, in Silicon Valley to, um, to reach out to people that I knew. Um, and uh, we also have created a number of free PR resources that we we reached out to different thought leaders like uh, Steve Blank is very well known in California, uh, Guy Kawasaki as well who promoted them. And that helped with a ton of new traffic of people kind of visiting the site.
0: And, and today, what are the most effective ways to market Publicize? What's working best for you?
1: Um, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, like the prior PR we've done has been huge so when we got on TechCrunch and these sites it still drives a ton of traffic guest blogging is, is is great doing content marketing so creating any type of resource drives <clears throat> a lot of traffic um, social media as well we, we haven't looked too much into paid advertising yet but I, I think it's something that we're gonna we're gonna begin doing a lot more of um, but so so those are kind of the areas that that have driven the most traffic
0: uh uh, the TechCrunch article that was published in July mm-hmm. of this year uh, wrote that um, I don't know if I don't know if they made a mistake or, but it, it says four ninety nine a month for for, for you, but for your, for the service. But now now when I look on the yeah. website, it says three ninety nine. How, how did that, did they make a no, mistake there? We ended
1: up changing it about three months down the road after the article. And uh, I, I think one of the great things about Publicize is our philosophy is every three months we want to be thirty, or we want our solutions to be thirty percent better. Um, so we're always like, there's, there's been so many things that we've been able to add and introduce just to make the process better, to make, make, make it more effective for clients.
0: Yeah, and, and how do you, I mean, pricing is, is kind of an art and a science. I mean, how, how do you determine pricing? Do you play with, uh, with, with your pricing and, and, and how do you, how do you determine, uh, you know, where you need to be?
1: I would say um, it's a really good question. The biggest thing is testing it as, as frequently as we can. Um, so, for example, having a, a hypothesis about why a certain price would work, and then seeing you know forty forty five or fifty days later, okay, how that goes. Is it worth kind of iterating on the price? Um, uh, so that's that's probably our biggest method in terms of finding the right right pricing point. Um,
0: I just I have a, a couple of uh, general entrepreneurial questions. Mm-hmm. Just two more questions. Um, one is, what do you think is the most important thing for an entrepreneur during the first one year to focus on their business?
1: Um, I think it depends whether it's a startup or whether they're doing consulting. I think with a startup, the biggest thing is product market fit and finding that as much as possible. I think the biggest mistake entrepreneurs make is they... So building a product or a solution that people just absolutely love. And I think a mistake people make is they, they don't do that yet and then they try to grow and then... If you don't have product market fit, your company's not going to take off. Um, I, I think from a consulting perspective, um, you know, I think it probably has more to do with um, the biggest mistake a consultant makes. I think finding a, an effective way to bring on new clients, because that's really hard to do as a consultant, bringing on new clients. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. it takes a while to kind of figure that out.
0: And and. I have a question about prioritizing because I think that's, you know, time is, is you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you, 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 you can't make more of. So, so how do you prioritize in your own business, be, being an entrepreneur, in terms of what you're going to spend your time on and, and how do you make that determination? is something that, that our audience could, to, could take away from this.
1: Um yeah I think i uh, um, i've I've always kind of had like an obsession towards growth in a company so um usually at night I just tend to think about um like the like the big wins a company the company publicized can have and like and how I can focus on those and then mm-hmm. um uh, yeah i i, I try to just focus on the kind of the biggest tasks at hand. And I, I think I was reading a book a while back and I, I forgot, it was something like you could either be working on kind of $1 uh, tasks, $10 tasks or $100 tasks or even greater. And uh, um, just kind of keep pushing myself up as much as I can to work on the most important tasks at hand.
0: So where do you see size in the next 12 months? What are some of your, your biggest goals?
1: Um. Um. I think really continuing, I think if we keep doing what we're doing every month, we're, we're going we're gonna to do really well. I mean, in terms of growing the number of clients, it's all, all of our metrics are heading in the right direction. The solutions are, are getting stronger. The, the team is fantastic, it uh, keeps getting stronger as well. Um, so I don't have a really specific goal at hand, but um, I, I think if we just keep following the process, we'll, 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 okay. we'll end up pretty well.
0: Well, Conrad, I want to thank you for coming on Success Harbor today. How can people find out more about Publicize or find out more about you? You also mentioned that you have some free PR resources. I don't know if that's on, uh, on the Publicize website. Yeah,
1: I would visit uh, the best place is publicize.co, and uh, there's a free Tech Reporter contact list and beginners guide to PR on the site as well. It's just under the resources section, and uh, that's, that's definitely the best place to, to find me.
0: Well, Conrad, thank you, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and be sure to check out Publicize at publicize.co. Thank you very much, and wish you much luck with Publicize. Thanks
1: so much for having me.
0: Bye, everyone.